listening to Birthing Babes. My name is Juan and um, I've got a feedback from my friend Catherine Wheeler who is a ceramist, 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 ceramist. Um, and I'm trying to get her onto the show and Kate, you're listening now. I'm going to get you on here one day. And she, her feedback was that I should talk more about what um, I've been up to and what Akira has been up to um, because my intro is just really like, hello, my name is Juan. You're listening to this. Let's go. Um, so Akira has been very cheeky. Um, she's starting to say no a lot more now. And Dan reckons she sounds like an old Italian lady because she goes, no, no, like that. Um, and it's, it's super cute. She runs... She just does not walk anymore because she's got so many important appointments to go to. Um, and she needs to get their stats. Um, and I've been pretty busy with work. Um, you know, Christmas is coming and all this pre-Christmas season is just killing me. Um, it's pretty hard trying to work at the same time as entertaining an 18-month-old. Um, but she, you know, Akira is quite nice to me some days and she would let me work for, um, I don't know, in half an hour slot before she starts throwing things across the baby gate, telling me to come back <laughs> and entertain her. <laughs> All right, my guest today, oh, so today, um, I'll be interviewing two people, but I'm separating it into two episodes. Um, we've got the girls from the flock of curiosity assembly and do you want to pretty good yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell us who you mm. are and what you do uh yeah sure so i'm sarah and i am one part of flock curiosity assembly and we um my business partner stacy who you hear from later we make um statement jewelry out of primarily resin um, and we're just delving into making um, homewares and extending our range so that it's not just about accessories for yourself, but accessories for oh, your home, I guess. Mm. Um, and yeah, just sort of starting to work on more sustainable edges, I suppose, as well, where we're starting to incorporate um, a lot of our wastage and making it into other pieces of jewellery and accessories. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was the long-winded answer for that. <laughs> How long have you been doing? Um, we're just talking about this on the way over. Yeah. I think eleven years, days. I oh think so. I have to stop referring to you. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, about eleven years, I think. So we kind of started um, part-time alongside mm. a retail job, and then we just um, morphed our hobby into a fully-fledged full-time business. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, many, many years of markets and mm. making and wholesale and all kinds of things. So, Do you think that's a good way to start a business? Because that's how I started as well. I start, yeah. It was a hobby and then which turned into a business. And I feel like there's not much pressure to go all in. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it has, has to be something you enjoy doing and I guess mm. a hobby is something you enjoy. Um, and... Yeah, you're still able to put a degree of passion into what you make, I suppose, where yeah. I suppose if it's, I haven't, I'm not speaking from experience, but if it is just a business, then maybe there's not that initial love and passion. Oh, who knows? I'm, it's kind of a tricky one, I suppose. But yeah. yeah, but I think for us it was good because we did really enjoy doing what we were doing and then sort of trying to make a living from it. It didn't feel like we were working for someone we're still doing something we enjoyed yeah. doing so and you and Stacy knew each other obviously before this um well we probably met about 12 years ago working in retail mm-hmm. and we worked in a jewelry shop ironically mm-hmm. and we wanted to just create things that were different from what we were selling mm-hmm. and things that we wanted to wear ourselves that were different from what we were selling and yeah. so the things that we do make are things we love for ourselves and hope people love them too yeah so yeah, um, we've known each other a while. <laughs> Twelve years is a long time. Yeah, it is, mm-hmm. and that's we both came to Melbourne about the same time, so we're not locals. Oh, okay. So where are you from? So I'm from Perth, mm-hmm. um, little old Perth, and yeah. So I lived there obviously my whole life. Then yeah. I moved overseas, lived overseas in Japan for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Went back to Perth, felt it was too small, um, missed 
my family, but I thought I need to go and venture further. So yeah. I went to Melbourne, studied again, and in that period I worked in retail and mm. um, decided to become a jeweller full time. Yeah, do you? Yeah. Think? Yeah. That's a nice little story. Yeah, well, it's kind of my first studies were in jewelry design, and that mm-hmm. was before all my travels. So it was nice to go back to what I initially yeah. studied. So, so it's in the in the blood. We met mm. at Bro Street Market. Yep. Ages ago. Yep. I think that's how we know of each other's stuff. Yeah. Because you were right, you guys were right at the front, so you can't miss it. Yep. Coming in. <laughs> and we fought for that spot. We were there for many years, and yeah. finally we at the front. We were there for ages, and we loved Bro Street. We loved the community. Um, and it was just a really nice, creative group of people that were just friendly and happy to be there mm. but yes that's i'm pretty sure that's my first memory of you you guys so yeah yeah and that was i don't even know how long ago that was i'm pretty sure it was like it would have been very early days ago. possibly more i don't mm. know because oh. our business mm. is mm. our business is about six and a bit years yeah i think we yeah it must be at least yeah five six years ago yeah feels like forever well, Properly. Oh, gosh, mm. I can't. Rose Street for Six us was. Oh, more than that, maybe. I feel like eight years. Oh, no. Rose Street seems like forever. When, but, so when was your last market at Rose Street? Oh, a couple of years ago now. Oh. So we we wound down Rose Street when after we had our yeah. girls. Yeah. Like I had Luna in 2016, and maybe we did another year there mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. and then they started well Luna started to walk mm-hmm. Pieta was running um and that just became too hard to yeah. manage a child when they're not potatoes anymore it's no, just like you can't just strap them they on they don't stay in the yeah. in the pram and <laughs> um and we felt we'd done our dues I think yeah it's time to move on yeah yeah mm. um how old is Luna so she's three in a month yeah um, yeah. How's she? Um, how's she going? You told me a little story this morning. Um, yeah, so we're yeah, she's <laughs> she's great. Um, we're toilet training at the moment, and with mm. relative success rates up until we get to number twos, and she's pretty independent. She likes mm. to f- fix herself up if she has an accident. And yeah. this yesterday afternoon, I thought I'd sneak out, do some watering, and Luna decided to help herself. She'd done a a giant crap, basically, <laughs> <laughs> and scream for help at the door. Mummy, I need your help. I'm like, okay, I'm coming. And I'm thinking it was just a, a wee, but no, it was a gigantic diarrhea, um, which she had spread across the house oh, and no. very cleverly set herself up to get new undies and everything, but didn't realise there was a mess involved. So, yeah. so that ended that watering episode and commenced the poo cleanup. That's cute though that she was like, I can do this. Yeah, no, she's very, pretty good like that. Um, and she asked for help. Yeah, and that's. Instead of kind of like shoving it up under the couch yep, and hope for the yep, best. Yes. <laughs> I feel like a kid yeah. would do that. Uh, She'd be like, Mum wouldn't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, all, all the poo stories are nasty, but I think in retrospect, it's pretty, she's pretty good. Like she, in just, you know, weeks, I, I didn't, I have no experience of toilet training, so I don't know how it goes, mm. but I feel. Like week to week, she advances. Like she just goes by herself. This morning, she got up and took her nappy off and put it in the bin and, and got new undies for herself. Oh, and I thought, cute. oh my god, that's awesome! I can sleep in now. Yeah. Um, so that part is pretty good, and yeah. just the poo part, <laughs> the part that you don't want to get too messy and spread yeah. around the house. So, well, she tries, but it's just, yeah. When did she start baby steps. toilet training? Oh gosh, I don't know. Maybe we just progressively. I just progressively introduced it. Mm. I don't know, maybe six months ago, I suppose, and mm. just through things like having a potty mm. there or reading a book, or mm. we had a poo chart in the toilet. So That's every time she cute. had a poo, she got a sticker. Oh. And once she got her sticker, which actually every time she pooed, it was ten stickers because she liked the stickers. <laughs> um, but she had a prize at the end. So and she got a, a Toy Story Woody doll, which is her pride and joy at the moment (laughs) so and that that worked for us that that was good um and then she also she's at daycare as well and they are really really good at daycare so they do a lot of 
toilet training there, so mm. that helps me mm. an awful lot that it's kind of consistent throughout her day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so getting getting slightly brave enough to venture into the world with just undies, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, almost there, almost there. Yeah, you'd be saving money too, not to yes. buy nappies, nappies and are very stuff expensive. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait for that day. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like ten pairs of undies a day instead. So. <laughs> You can just keep washing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Akira's nowhere near. No, we've got um, that to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, I'm, actually, I'm not keen on it. I don't know. I was talking to my friends and I'm like, I don't think we're going to go potty. I think we're going to get... Actually, we've already got given mm. um, a little letter for the toilet. Oh, that's what we have, yeah. Yeah, because I, I can deal with poo in the nappy. But if it's like no, a shape, yeah. like a log shape, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I know. it's real. Yeah, yeah. It's it's adult, like almost adult. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a transition between baby to fully fledged proper adult. Exactly. Too. So I'm like, okay, with, you know, if it goes into the toilet, I can just flush it and I don't have to yep. look at it. <laughs> 100% with you. I yeah. encourage Linda not to use a potty for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's like, I just want to go to the potty. I'm like, no. I can't deal with that. You can do wee's there yeah. because that's an easy one. But yeah. yeah, I need to I need to flush that yeah. that log <laughs> <laughs> because it's just too hard to deal. But and she's good. If you set that straight in mm. the beginning, you'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. And it's it's cute, you know, a, a picture of her sitting on a little potty, but yeah. like someone else. The rea- the reality of it is a nasty mess mm, and a cartridge and some bottle of disinfectant. So yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> mm. um, how was the early days of having Luna and working? Um, so I did this all by myself. So, mm-hmm. well, not all by myself. I, I'm a single parent. Mm-hmm. And so it was quite, it was a struggle because mm-hmm. there was a, a lot of juggling work and baby and you didn't have a backup person to look after the baby, for instance. Or, and your family's or, in Perth. And all my family's in Perth. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of help from friends particularly Stacey and her family mm-hmm. so I am super super grateful for that mm-hmm. um and you know you, you you build your community with the people around you when your family aren't here so yeah. that's what I tried to do um but yeah it, the, the struggle is real but mm-hmm. you get through it so um the first three months nothing it was just dedicate yourself to baby mm-hmm. and then you start to sort of infiltrate a little bit of work into the tiny amount of time that you get mm-hmm. and so you learn to be extremely efficient like the you know you could spend a day doing a, a bunch of work mm. when you have a baby you spend an hour doing that same amount of work because that's all you get yeah between sleeps yeah um buy yourself a monitor um work in the shed for half an hour mm. run back in you get really good at running um <laughs> to check the baby when there's like a sound but then you start to learn that what are the real cries and what are the cries that you can yeah. deal with? It's like when you're in the mm. shower and straight away, yeah. as soon as the water hits your hair, you can hear crying, oh, but it's yeah. just in your head. Yeah, yeah. You have to change your mentality, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're on edge all the time. Mm-hmm. So there's, I think that's probably the hard thing is that you can't actually ever relax mm-hmm. completely. While you might feel like you can, you're just on edge. So you can't throw yourself into something, you know, head up first. Mm. Um, and then the day that she went to daycare was the first day that I felt I could relax a little bit because she's in good hands and you've got six hours to not have to turn and look over your shoulder every five seconds. So, and then you're like, Mm. well, what do I do now? Yeah. Drink a coffee, hot. (laughs) Walk around the shops. First couple of hours you're just like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then you get right back into it. Yep. And then you, but you learn to be extremely efficient. So, Mm Um, because you have to, mm. and actually you can work pretty fast when you need to. So yeah, yeah, we still got the same amount of work done. I think, yeah. Do you work by yourself, or does Stacey come with? To we you work together. Yeah. Stacey's got a her shed set up okay. for flock. Um, I've got a shed in the back which mm. I do use sporadically, but not as much. It's more mm. fun to work with other people. Yeah. So we mostly pour sand do all the work out there mm. and her place is quite good so if we do have kids home um they can play in the backyard and mm-hmm. we can watch them mm-hmm. um but we mostly work on the days where the kids are at um, daycare or school yeah. 
So it's easier. Yeah, three days of work and you get so much done compared yeah. to what you used to do. So yeah. And what was the pregnancy like? Um, yeah, fairly straightforward, I think. I mean, I don't think I had any major dramas apart from feeling like a whale <laughs> and being uncomfortable, which is pretty normal, I hear. Um, yeah. Um, indigestion was horrible. Mm. I think it's just the worry of things going wrong that is the worst part of it. And so you're always, again, you're still on edge. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty straightforward. Um, and again, because I'm here without my family here, having that support network is probably a little bit trickier. So you do a lot of things by yourself, like your appointments by yourself, and yeah. which is fine because that's what I knew I was doing. Mm. Um, um, but yeah, no, it was, I can't, I can't really complain yeah. apart from feeling uncomfortable. So yeah, I had yeah. really mad heartburn yesterday. Did you? Oh, that's the worst. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, the last time I had heartburn was, well, a couple of weeks ago. And then before that, it was just mm. when I was super pregnant with Akira. Yeah. It's horrible. It's, it's the, the worst. worst. Yeah. So that's my memory of pregnancy is a severe heartburn. And to the point where I did go see the doctor about it because it's just uncomfortable we can't so did I. do anything I'm like I'm dying yeah and you're so <laughs> like, no you're not yeah. you're so <laughs> you're restrictive pregnant. yeah well yeah. well mine's still here so mm. it feels like it's here to stay yeah Damn it, it <laughs> um, sucks um yeah. when in the first trimester I had these like dermatitis or something skin uh, around mm. my mouth just yep. dry and irritated yeah mm. and because I was pregnant can so, I really hate that um mm. Uh, explanation it's like okay give me something else like I know I'm pregnant yeah yeah um how can you help me oh that yeah. that's a real yeah if you get any kind of ailments when you're pregnant mm. you really are stuck mm. because you can't do too much and I had actually I had a really bad cold and I felt oh. like that cold went for the last three months mm. of pregnancy and you can't do anything about it no, and you can just have Panadol and that's it and, and rest uh, yeah and the worst part <laughs> I mean, you cough in your way, so you got to be. Oh. You can't do anything. You just want to get rid of that cold. <laughs> um, but, but yes, yeah, you have to <laughs> grin and bear it. So, how was the birth? Did you was it natural? Like, did you get induced? Um, yeah, I didn't have any kind of birth plan. Mm-hmm. I all I wanted was a healthy baby at the end yeah. of the day. So that did was. Did you know it was a girl? Uh, yeah, I did find out. I didn't plan to find out, mm-hmm. but I was too excited so yeah. I was like oh yeah I'll find out and so um yeah there was no birth plan whatsoever um I guess the only thing I planned for is based on the fact that I was solo parenting and I wanted to just have a consistent factor in the birthing so I went through a family birthing center where I would have a midwife the same midwife all the way through which is at the mercy which is at the mercy and they were amazing Mm. Um, anything at the mercy is amazing but that was just the deciding factor Mm. and so um, they were yeah that was actually really good I highly recommend it if you can get in there because the appointments are straight through you see the same person each week Um, and then when it came to having Luna um, it was just however she comes out natural birth would be brilliant but didn't work out that way Mm -hmm. so um she was two weeks overcooked so she was right up to the end and no wonder you were uncomfortable yeah it was yeah she was a big baby too so um yeah so went in I was induced nothing happens I was induced again waters are broken and I think I just first stage of labor seven hours or so mm. it's all kind of a distant memory I think you block it out um and then nothing happened so I ended up going for an emergency cesarean because she also had done a McConan poo oh. <laughs> um so I think I was on alert anyway so they I ended up going and for emergency cesarean which was uh, actually a very blissful experience after laboring really? for a little while so I had no issues whatsoever with Mm. that part of it Mm. um and yeah and when she when they did pull her out they're like there's no way she would have come out naturally anyway because she was actually like she was quite big she was nearly well she was 4.3 just short of 4.3 kilos Mm. and super long 
um, massive head. <laughs> um, no, she was like she was fifty five centimeters long. This is all my research I did before here. Oh and what was Akira her? Akira was forty three. Yeah, little, little. I was talking to Stace. Her kids were little, well, maybe probably normal, but mm. Luna was long, and I, I can only attribute that to her being well cooked mm-hmm. and um, because she, yeah, she's not any different. She's right on the line now. Mm-hmm. Like she's pretty average in terms of all of her measurements so um but yeah she wouldn't have come out naturally so it was kind of a good call in the end for all of us and we're all happy when we came finished and so um me listening to you saying emergency c-section gets my heart rate up and you're just like yeah it was fine whatever yeah were you not worried like no no i mean i think i just had really good trust in who i was with i think Mm. at the mercy and i and maybe because I was with that same midwife the whole way through, that was a really nice experience because there was a, you know, like a nine-month mm. bond between us. Uh, there was two midwives, actually, because they um, tandem when yeah. they were having breaks and stuff. And so I felt super at ease um, and I just knew that they would make the right call for me. Yeah. Um, having, I think having no birth plan was good for my mental <laughs> way of dealing with it as well because I didn't have to stick to a plan I'd, and like I said my goal was to just have a healthy baby at the mm. end and however they knew best mm. to do that was fine um, and yeah so it just was really straightforward super professional and everyone when I was going through the process was super happy and cheerful and it kind of felt like I was in some kind of weird comedy sitcom or something like that because they were just so chirpy and happy and yeah. it was like a weird blissful experience it's mm. kind of hard to explain but um I was probably the spinal block but um <laughs> and the labor pains finishing but yeah. um but it just happened so quick and it was smooth and um I guess the only tricky thing was afterwards in the healing process and that even that was okay because I mean, I healed fine. It was just, you're just restricted to where you can go. You can't drive. Yeah. And in fact, that's probably a good thing because <coughs> you just want to stay at home and be with your baby anyway. So yeah. um, for me, not an issue, no problem. Do mm. you remember um, the feeling? Like, do you know what was going on? Did they tell you what was going on when you were... Yeah, well, that was the thing. They were very vocal, very verbal, and they said, we're doing this now, we're doing this now, we're putting this over your head now so that you don't see things you shouldn't see. And, oh, here's your baby. No. <laughs> um, and my mum was with me as well mm-hmm. because she was my support, my person. support person. So um, everything felt like I didn't feel... I, um, that I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't feel anything, obviously. Yeah. So I don't know. Did you feel the pressure? Yes, I felt the pressure, but I didn't feel pain. Did so. you feel, did you know that moment when your baby was out? Or they had to tell you? Um, no, I didn't know. Uh, I was waiting for it, but yeah. I think you're so numb at that point. <laughs> mm. um, it scares me. <laughs> uh, I don't know, it just didn't worry me at all. I think yeah. I'm, I felt pretty re- relaxed in for the whole process you were I think comfortable. yeah I was comfortable I didn't feel like I had anything to worry about to okay. be to be honest and and having uh, it was good having my mum there mm-hmm. and she was watching everything she was photographing left right and center yeah. um and she came out and they gave it to me straight away and then um mum had her <laughs> and she um I think mum did the cutting the and um yeah, it was all kind of chilled, I think. Yeah. It just it was a very chilled experience, I, I could say, for a birthing experience. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Did you have to leave the next day? Or because um, you're, you, had, you got cut? You no, stayed. I think I was there for two days. And I think if I gave birth naturally, yeah. I would have been out within 12 hours. Yeah. Because it's so fast moving. Like, And I think that's a scary thing because you don't really get a chance to adjust... Mm. to baby and breastfeeding and all that kind of stuff in yeah. such a short amount of time well, we didn't mm. choose we um mm. i had akira at the mercy as well yeah and when dan and i were talking about which plan like you know which yep. thing we should go with i yep. said oh seeing an um the same midwife would be nice but yep. i don't want to be leaving within 12 hours yeah I think, like yep. that scared me yeah i think i remember deciding 
when I was looking at the different plans, that was one of the things I was like, oh, what's the best option for me? And knowing my mum was going to be with mm. me afterwards, that was probably what would help me decide to go with the same yeah. midwife option and the mm. short stay. Um, but, yeah, that is definitely a tricky thing. And I know Stacey mentioned that with one of, um, I can't remember, with Frank, maybe having the short amount of time in the hospital wasn't mm. a good thing. Um, I'm sure should talk about that um <laughs> but as it turned out I was there for a couple of days so mm. and it was good because I did get a chance to well I did have problems with breastfeeding and so that was kind of good time mm -hmm. spent there with some of the other midwives or the nurses to help me with that mm. um and I did have some issues with bleeding okay. afterwards which is nice and fun yeah. um so yeah that was I don't know if you want to hear about that. That's kind of... Um, so after I had Luna, I was just bleeding a lot and a from lot. From your tummy or from the um, vajayjay? From the, the vajayjay. <laughs> it was like um, 20 packets of pads later. Like oh it was gosh. just extreme, extreme hemorrhaging and bleeding. But I didn't feel uncomfortable. It was just like I had the heaviest period in the history of the universe and... But I'm you like, were told that it was going to be heavy, right? But no, yes, I was. Sorry, I was, yeah. but not okay. to you, this point. You knew that something was up. Yeah, it was like extreme amount of blood, and I mm. was like, uh, "Is this right?" So I'd, obviously, I'd ask the nurse, and I'm bleeding through everything that I shouldn't be bleeding through, and they're like, "Oh, that's not right." And I'm like, I, "You know, we need to what? We need to do something." And in the end, this is all so foggy because it all happened in such a blur that. They, I'm sure it was like 3 a.m. in the morning after or the day after. It was so much hemorrhaging happening or bleeding, whatever. So the doctors came in and I had like a two doctors and a couple of nurses and I had basically hands up scraping out remaining bits of oh. membrane. And so I think that's what had happened is... Placenta was left over or something. Bits and pieces were left behind and oh. so that was still... Um, yeah, it hadn't been taken out, so that was basically scraped out. <laughs> um, and it's as awful as it sounds, but because it was in such a surreal first day of motherhood and half asleep and 3 a.m. in the morning, it's kind of like a weird, distant memory. But yeah. it happened, and, and after that it was fine. Um, I, I don't think that's what they had planned. That's mm. not normal, but mm. it, it was fixed, so... Yeah, and um, it was um, picked up early. Yeah, yes. I mean, I don't think I could have gone home without that being fixed because it was just like it's a big way, deal. way too much yeah. blood. Yeah. yeah. And so after that, it was everything was a bit easier, I think, because it was just less things. It was just a concern, I, I guess. Mm. You, is this right? And not knowing what your body should be doing after having a baby, mm. you think, is this normal? Mm. It just doesn't feel right. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was fine in the end. And they come to mm. see you every day yeah. for a bit? Yes, yeah. No, they were so good there. I just I, I couldn't recommend this hospital enough in based on my experience. Mm. Um, so I would certainly, if I do have another child, would go there again. Yeah. Um, and even like, there was – the nurses were fabulous there. And there was one nurse that was particularly good and she was quite gruff – and brutal but she was fabulous so yeah. she's just like tough love t yeah tell it how it is and yeah. and she's the one that I was telling Sassy about and we both remember having exactly the same woman based on her behavior um in terms of breastfeeding and stuff like that she's just mm -hmm. like I'm gonna milk ya gonna, <laughs> gonna get this happening um because I did have trouble with breastfeeding mm. as well so uh, all the problems come out but mm. <laughs> um but she was great, so, um, yeah. That's good. Yeah. You, yeah. Had, you had a yeah. positive experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what you want, isn't it? Mm. You just don't want to have to worry about things. You just want to be able to embrace mm. the new experience of having a baby, I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, mm. When the day we got home, um, we stayed two nights at the Mercy. Yep. Two nights and three days or something. Yep. And... Um, the day we got home, looked at Akira's nappy and there was bits of, like, you know when you have your period and you pee and there's yep. just a little bit faint of yep. bread, whatever, yeah, yeah, and I'm yes. like, what, 
the fuck? Yeah. Like literally we just got home. Why mm. didn't this happen yep. when we were at the hospital yeah, and yeah. stuff? And I, ran, I didn't know who to call. And we got given mm. a green book with all the numbers and stuff. But I'm to like, bag, well, yep. <laughs> do I call yeah. nurse on call? Yeah. So I rang nurse on call and um, Dan's sister was with us. She's like, you should just call the midwife or maternal child health nurse. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. I don't know what mater- maternal child health nurse yeah, is. It's too I have early. No idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I rang the nurse on call and she goes, you should take your baby to the emergency if you think it's blood. And I'm like, wait. Mm. This doesn't sound right either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I rang the, the Mercy again because mm. it, you know, um, after, I think within two weeks uh, you can call for help yep. and or get admitted. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, that's normal. It's called something, something. It's just um, something with your pee, newborn. Yeah, I, I'm thinking Luna had exactly the same thing mm. and I couldn't remember what it was called, but I had the similar panic as mm. you did, but I was in the hospital so I could ask. Um. And so it obviously wasn't as big a thing because I could ask. But, yeah, I think it's a normal... Yeah. I don't know what it's called. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Yeah. But it's like mm. Um, mm. something about the pee concentrated newborn, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And then the next day she had this thick... Um, discharge with a mm. bit of blood in it. And mm. I'm like, well, what the fuck's this now? Yeah, yeah. And apparently um, <laughs> girls, newborn girls can get like period like yeah yeah yeah. no one fucking told me that yeah (laughs) i don't know how i knew about i think i did know about that so it wasn't like i said it wasn't high alert but it was Mm. still concerning when you see that Mm. everything that goes into the nappy in Mm. those early days you're like yeah is that right i mean you hear about the the maconan the first poos that they do so you're expecting that generally Mm. dan took (laughs) care of that one mm. Pleasant. I didn't pleasant. change Akira's nappy until maybe three days in. Oh, really? Be- oh. Only because Dan goes, have you changed your nappy? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure I was there between me and my mum. She's like, it's her first grandbaby, so mm. she was well, well, well taken care of. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I don't, that didn't really bother me. You know, a newborn baby nappies are nothing. Mm. So... If you have a newborn, embrace the nappy changing because yeah. it only gets worse, <laughs> judging from my experience yesterday. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And then hopefully, hopefully it's not long winded and she can poo on the toilet by herself soon. But yeah. <laughs> and wipe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's the other side of it. Yeah. The clean wipe. <laughs> it's um, it's funny how cute they are but how disgusting oh yeah things that come out of their oh yeah the horrible <laughs> on sunday i mm. um had a day out by myself i went to the melbourne ceramics market yep. and i came home and i was so excited to see akira and dan yep. i went to give akira a hug and i'm like oh my god she did a really stinky poo and yep. dan <laughs> has no sense of smell oh god that's so, a <laughs> gift for the baby <laughs> So he has no idea. He's like, yep. oh, did she do a poo? Oh, sorry. He just changed her nappy not long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like she's been sitting in this for a while. Yeah. And um, so I had the pleasure of changing her stinky butt. But Yay. Yeah, it's just, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's just what you want. The worst, poos are gross, but the worst one for me is the Titanic milky power chuck in the middle of the night. Oh. And that, I just find that so hard to handle. We didn't it's, really have that. Well, every now and then Luna will do that. If she's had too much milk, mm. she will just, that milk will just come back to say hello and oh. not in a nice way. And normally it's like spread from one side of the bed to the other. Oh and you're half asleep going, this is the last thing I want to do at 3 a.m. in the morning is changing a vomit from a bed that looks like cottage cheese. Oh. It's so revolting. And um, you wake, you get... You know, you're wide awake within seconds of that mm. because you're basically dry reaching the whole way through. Um, you can't sleep. No, it's it. so... And you don't forget that smell. It's with you for weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> Normally happens when I've just freshly changed my bed and Luna's sleeping on my bed yeah. and and she does a lovely power chuck on my yeah. beautiful expensive sheets, which, <laughs> <laughs> which as a, a mum is a rare thing to have. So, yeah, yeah. yeah but... Um, yeah, poos are not pleasant, but power jacks are worse. Mm. <laughs> we haven't really had any big vomits yet, which is nice. No. I can't, I can't some, deal with... Some babies are more spitty than others, I think. Mm. Mine, she was a little bit chucky, mm-hmm. but not horrific. I didn't have any... 
embarrassing moments. I think mm. my cousin did. I remember seeing a great picture of her with her child in a restaurant and oh. the post effect of a power chuck. Oh. <laughs> um, so I didn't get them, thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mm. at home on your Just nice the, sheets. Yes. In private. Yep. So mm. I could cry and rock in the corner <laughs> by myself. <laughs> Yeah, um, lots of crying newborn. I remember lots yep. of crying while I'm driving because oh, yeah. Akira's screaming in the back. Yeah, that's hard. Pull over and yep. just cry and rock her. And yeah, it always happened to me when I was driving home and there's one set of traffic lights in my house. It takes like 20 years to change. Without fail, those traffic lights. The big the intersection. It would be well and it would be screaming her lungs out. Mm. Um, and it's amazing what you can do when you have to. Um, how a packet of mints becomes a rattle very quickly and your, <laughs> your arms stretched out in some kind of weird poltergeist yeah. exorcist angle at the back of the car yeah. rattling a packet of extra mints in the back and yeah. sometimes it works, generally it doesn't mm. <laughs> you just hope no one else in the other cars around you are watching you yeah. shaking mints around <laughs> or here, um, or here yeah. yeah. well there's nothing you can do, it's frustrating because you want to comfort them but you, you, can't, you, you can't basically start. you want to get home as fast as you can and mm. then you can do it and if you're in traffic lights, you're stuck. Mm. So I felt so bad for her. Mm. It's the only time we do the cry it out thing. Mm. It's only because we don't have a choice. You physically can't yeah. do anything. And yeah. they're fine. It's just when they get so red-faced. And Luna does, if she does scream and carry on too much, um, she will throw up as well. So, mm. <laughs> um, so there's another incentive to get that crying to stop quickly yeah. besides the fact that she's distressed. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kira goes sweaty. She just, yeah. she like, her whole body gets wet from the head down. She yeah. just gets so sweaty yeah. when she oh. gets worked up. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. It, it takes glad. seconds. Yeah. <sighs> I'm kind of glad that stage is over. Yeah. Now it's the whole, oh, if I don't get what I want, I'll cry. Yeah, the tanties. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, if you had some... Titanic tanties in public? um, We've had one. Mm. It wasn't major, but it was like people were looking. And I I kind of, Mm. I just ignore her because I can't, I have to be consistent and not give in all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then she just kind of get over it. Yeah, well, they do. Um, I think that's what you... I would probably do as well. Oh, like I would just hold her, yeah. but not give her what she was crying yeah. for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't give in to them. Mm-hmm. You've got to be strong. <laughs> but I, every time she mm. does that in public, I feel it makes me feel embarrassed. Like, well, you feel the judging eyes around yeah. you, but pro- probably most of those eyes are people in the same boat, and they know, mm. or at least we hope they know, mm. that this is what kids do. Yeah, and no one likes a screaming baby. Um, like, okay, mm. I know you don't mm. like screaming baby and, and this is yeah. my baby. I don't like her screaming either. So just yeah. let me try to this make is, her This shot. is the way, <laughs> this yeah. is my method. And yeah, and yeah we, ha- we had one in Target and that was shame. But the same thing, you just mm. have to let them cry it out. Mm. And well, not cry it out, but you know, just don't pander to them wanting that yeah. toy. Yeah, I know what you mean. And... Um, and then yeah, move on. Yeah. Just I, I think distraction works for me actually. Yeah. Let's look at this toy over here, and and I think toy sections are awful. Actually, they're horrible places because that's where they all happen. So I think my technique is all right. You can touch it, yeah. and then you say goodbye. Yeah. And that seems to work for me. And she's had a go. She's had an experience <coughs> with this toy, and then we moved on. And then we have to do that with every single toy in the whole shop. But. Um, <laughs> But at least we don't go home with $100 with the toys we don't need yeah. and can afford. <laughs> I actually saw a post on Facebook and this is what this mum does where um, if her baby really wants something and mm. she can't afford it or yep. don't eat it or whatever, yep. she goes, okay, why don't we take a photo with it? Oh, that's good And then good you idea. can have yeah, a yeah. look at it later Yeah. and and kind of yeah. get, just get distracted. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. I think it's distraction and put them on a different path of whatever or find a, a two dollar toy around the corner that how about this one yeah well how about this empty drink bottle in the bottom of my bag oh, and i remember how much you like money hold this <laughs> coin and this dirty tissue you know yeah. <laughs> distraction yeah, yeah. distraction the way to go yep <laughs> yes um, how is mum life now 
Yeah, that's good. I think it's settling into a pattern after three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and everything is settling into place with work and daycare days. I mean, nothing, no days are without the challenge. But, mm. um, I mean, Luna's a lot more independent now. And I think when you are a single parent, there's a little, well, it's in any case, but for us, it's good for her to have a level of independence because there's only one of me and I can't stretch too far and I need to have a little breathe time for myself as well. Mm. So, um, but she's like that anyway. She likes to do things by herself. Yeah. Um, it's just when... They want you to watch them walk over there or watch them touch this leaf that becomes frustrating. <laughs> like, I can watch you from here while I'm doing stuff here. It's yeah. fine. Um, but, no, it's good. It's quite enjoyable, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's good to have those daycare days to yeah. have a breather um, because kids are intense. They're 24-7 and sometimes you need to talk to another adult it's yeah. kind of important um, Do you, does Luna go to daycare a few times a week yeah so she goes Monday to Wednesday and do you work uh, those and they're those the working days, days. so Stace and I work on those days mm. um, and her daughter Pieta goes the same day so mm. and they're quite good mates so that's kind of nice for them as well mm. so but when um, do you have time for yourself then well, that kind of is time for myself I really enjoy working so mm. Um, there's plenty of cups of teas and and chatting and stuff like that. So it's not there's work, but it's because if when you enjoy your work, yeah. it's fine. So I feel like there's mm. never any dull moments with you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably not. I don't know. It's there is a bit of sit down and focus times, but I don't mm. know. But it's always kind of fun. I think. Yeah. Dan <laughs> yeah. says to mm. me all the time, "You need to do something." You need to find something to do where mm. you enjoy and you just have time to yourself. And yep. I'm like, yeah. but I do like working. Yeah. And if I'm not, if I'm doing something that's not work, mm. then I think about all the things I need to do with work mm. and then that stresses me out. <laughs> so Well, that's exactly it. So it's it's a balance. Mm. If you enjoy your work, that's sweet. And mm. that's exactly, I think, why Stace and I decided to do this full time is because yeah. I think we, it was more about choosing life and choosing something you enjoy for your day rather than working in a job where maybe you'll get more money but you're not happy mm. and you're working towards a goal but the process to get to that goal is unenjoyable, if that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. um, where everything, I mean, it's not without its struggles. Like mm. markets are hard. There's a lot of hard work. and Markets um, are stressful. And it's back-breaking. Like my body is not like it used to be. Mm. It hurts to do markets sometimes. But you gotta get mm. a. Um, I we use a, a Kmart yoga pad. Oh yeah, the thick ones though, not yep. the thin ones on the floor, and then put a rug over it. Oh, that's a good idea. It yeah, changes everything. It's so good. It's so much better for your back. Yep, yep. Oh, but your stall is open, right? Is your stall open yeah, usually yeah. in the big markets? Generally, yeah. But having that when I was pregnant with Luna I did Bowerbird in Adelaide and I think it was not quite three months but my back was caning and I was next to another storeholder and she said you need to get one of these mats and she found a little scabby bit in her shed because she was from Adelaide and that saved my life <laughs> it was just a tiny little scabby bit of rubber it, it was so great much, yeah. it was squishy and it softened the blow mm. but um even yeah. if you cut a square Mm. From where you stand to take payments or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you guys can fight over who gets to stand. And it's fighting. There's normally only one chair that, um, oh, <laughs> one really? chair and a milk crate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and potentially boxes of stock that mm. become chairs. Um, yeah, but it's more the lugging, the lugging of stuff, and not even the product. It's mm. the bloody props. The, yeah. But um. Yeah, you do have lots of props. We have many, mm. but um. No presentation's important, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. definitely. Um, but yeah, it's you do it. I mean, you do it. I don't know. Once a, every few months, it's fine. And then you have got two months to recover, and you do the next one, and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's it's totally totally worth it. Yeah. Um, it's just you complain about it when you're doing it, especially mm-hmm. when it's like up a ramp with stupid curbs and yeah. places that should have good places to bump in, and they don't. But. Yeah. <laughs> I don't miss um, one of the venues in Sydney. Uh, who was that? 
red fern. Did you ever do that, Jenny, with Finders Keepers? No. Um, I think it was in red fern. Yeah, it was a, an old building and um, oh. you, there's only stairs or one elevator. Was it the, um, like a mechanical institute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we did do one of those ago. years ago, yeah. It was so bad. It was horrible. And yep. me and uh, my friend did a stall together. Yeah. And mm. we hired help to come later. And yep. we texted um, her. We texted Erin and go, hey, can you please buy deodorant? <laughs> we were. <laughs> oh, my we God, were. yeah. It was so hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was a cup that was right down the bottom, wasn't it? But mm, you, you weren't allowed to drop Dro- your stuff yeah. at the ramp anymore. That's stupid. It was really bad. Well, I was thinking of the one, the Brangaroo, where we just had the big design market. I didn't mind it. I think it was because um, you had to park right down the bottom and you had to go up two ramps. And, oh. And, I mean, that was really awkward for us because it was uphill <laughs> and our stock's quite heavy. I didn't realise that you could push the cart up. I thought you could only have to go up the um, elevator. We were, our store was on the other side, so we parked on that side. And we, I think we were trying to be clever and go near our stall, but mm. in hindsight, we probably should have gone the other side. Mm. But at the end, we were allowed to sneakily drive out the top and pack our stuff up quickly. Oh. But it was, um, yeah, that was a bit of a hard yard, but it's all right. Yeah, market's, <laughs> you do it. market's mm. good, but it's mm. it's really stressful. Yeah. Um, and you doubt yourself, like, why didn't I get into this one? Yeah, um, of course. Why, yeah. why was this market busier and this wasn't at do all? Do they still and, love us? No. Yeah, why are people <laughs> yeah. buying yeah. my stuff? And, um, and there's so many yeah. factors. You can't pin it down to one, like economy. And, mm. and you can never compare mm. yourself to other brands. Like, nah. uh, no. You know, we talk all the time, how yeah. did you go, how did you go? But yeah. In the end of the day, you can't go. Well, one did didn't do well. How? Why did I do? You know, we yeah, were at the same yeah. market right yeah, next to yeah, each yeah. other, and did, we were yeah, totally exactly. different. Exactly. And we've been saying that from the beginning. So it's mm. not at Rose Street. You have fabulous weekends, and then you have really crappy weekends. Like you might not even cover your store costs, but then the week after you could triple mm. whatever. And the weather might be horrific that weekend, but the weekend before we made no money was beautiful why mm. is that but there's no way to tell no way to pigeonhole your outcome mm. that we have figured out mm. <laughs> uh, it'd be nice to be able to do that but I think yeah there's so many variables and um you know there's just as people's decision to go out that day or you know yeah. everyone has a different and in Melbourne, once, reason. once mm. the sun's mm. out People go for picnics and yeah. to the beach. Or Edinburgh Gardens and yeah, yeah, it's rare for the sun to be out. Exactly. In so, um, I think some of our best days actually have been on torrential weather because yeah. people can't be outdoors when mm. they go to markets in July mm. all the time. In mm. finest keepers, July. I don't even care if it was storming. Yeah, because they they come. consistent. Yeah, yeah, they just come in their Gorman raincoat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. As we wear our Gorman outfits now. <laughs> um, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, July Finest Keepers is always a good one. Mm. Always had been for us. Mm. Um, Same. Love, love July Finest Keepers. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Big Design's the next one. Mm-hmm. Are you which, yes, we'll doing do that one. Yeah. Um, but gotcha. we'll, yeah. we'll see you at the Big Design Market mm. in yep. Carlton. Oh, when is it? December 5, 6 and 7? It involves the 7th of December. Whether 6, that's... 7, 8. Okay. Yeah, bump in on the 5th. Okay, yeah. yep. Yeah, I yes. remember because I um we use Square now. For, oh yeah, yeah. I ditched the FPOS machine. Oh, we we're tossing Square. up between doing that. Because I find oh. Square's good. You you have to mm. put the inventory in. Yeah. And I know that you've got lots of stock. Yeah, that would be a nightmare. But then you don't <laughs> have to do yeah, that. Yeah. You can have mm. categories or whatever yeah. prices. Yeah. Um, but what I like is that I can see what I've been selling that week yeah. and how many. Um, and it tells you like. You know, you can just go in the app and go, yeah. okay, you've made this much. Yeah. Compared to the last time this year, you've yeah. made this much. Oh, that's a good idea. I know that one of our friends, Chantel, does, she uses that system and it works, looks like it works really well for her. So mm-hmm. you can see mm-hmm. um, um, what you've got. And I use my old iPhone mm. to take payments so I don't have to use my phone. Oh, yeah. And got an ideas person here. Yeah. And also, <laughs> um, instead of getting mm. a contract, for that phone you get a prepaid yep. sim card yeah where you just top up it's like oh that's a great it. idea yeah because that's what 
I think was one of the reasons we didn't do Square because we're like, and this is back in the day where you get like two gigs of data. Mm-hmm. We're like, I don't want to use my data on mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's unlimited anyway. So, mm-hmm. but that's actually yeah. a better idea. If you have an mm. old phone, yeah, um, that you, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the logic. I think Not you. sponsored by iPhone or Square, but would yeah, love yeah. to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need yeah. An, another phone for, um, to make pay- to get payments. Thanks, Apple. Yep, yep me um, too. Yep. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, so we'll see you at the big design market. Yeah. And is that the last one for the year? Um, no, we do have a – we've got one next weekend, the Collective Hustle. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the big design market. And then we're doing a little tiny one for the first time in Eltham, for the Eltham Ooh. design market. Um, and we haven't done that one before, but it sounds really Some exciting. Girls, yeah. Yeah, so it's nice it to stretch your legs into different places yeah. because there's a whole bunch of different people that haven't seen mm. products. So, I and, check yeah. it out. Yeah. I'll go have a look. Yeah, 21st, I think. So it's right on the edge. Wow. And it's probably your... One stop, last minute present yeah. stop place. Um, I've done one, sorry, three Christmas presents. I've only. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I haven't even touched them. Yeah. <laughs> I Usually, have... I would do it at the, my wherever last market yeah. I was at. Yeah, I, I think my family. I've run out of market present options for my family mm. because they've had them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had Luna's third birthday to buy for as well I'm like when's her birthday on the 15th of December mm-hmm. so I've got a double whammy of giant children presents to buy yeah. it's the best time do you know what to get it highly recommend Christmas babies everyone <laughs> um but if you can avoid it avoid it um but she's I think she's mostly sorted but no one else has got anything yet so mm. <laughs> but might be market presents again yeah. which are the best presents by the way yeah shop you local support other people 100%, 100% yeah and a lot of the time mm. we swap Yep. Pretty easy. I yeah, love swapping. Same. It's like, I've made this, mm. you've made that. Yeah. Yep. yep. It's, yep. A, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's so good because, I don't know, it's really nice to support your fellow makers mm. and everyone should do it. Don't go to any big shops, people. Mm. Just go to the little ones, come mm. to the markets. And everyone appreciates a handmade um, gift, I feel, more. Mm. Because it's made with love, <laughs> um, without <laughs> love, be, without being too cheesy, tears. and yeah, and a lot of blood, sweat, yeah. and tears. So every piece is considered. So yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see you hopefully at a market soon. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. It was fun. <laughs> um, and thank you, listeners, for listening. We'll be chatting to Stacy um, soon, and um, her episode will come up. Uh, sorry, will come out in two weeks. Um, yeah, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>